Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders post-game edition. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation post-game edition podcast here. It's your host, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined with Ed Greeny, Adam Hill, even Cassie Soto might pop in. She's here with us as well. Down in Los Angeles, where the Raiders have fallen to the Chargers 28-14 to in SoFi Stadium. This podcast is brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $500 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by TickPick. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening and check out all of our weekly shows shows in addition to our bonus editions and the post-game podcast. All right, let's get into it here, guys. The Raiders take their first loss on the road to the LA Chargers, a team within their own division, the AFC West. This one um, kind of a revealing loss of some of the Raiders' weaknesses, you could say, on the field. Let's start it off with the sacks. The amount of sacks given up by this offensive line tonight uh, definitely hindered the progress on the 28 to 14 score there. The offensive line had a lot of mistakes as well. Leatherwood was called on multiple false starts that I recall. Um, Ed, first, let's get into those sacks. Well, first of all, we're here at the ho- team hotel, or our hotel, the Review Journal. We're hotel. calling it the team hotel. Yes, we're it's it the, the RJ hotel. team hotel. I just put my foot out one yard from my table. I've now gained more yards than the Raiders in the first quarter. Oh. So, oh. Uh, look, the offensive line has not been good through four games. It's just a mastic with the three and zero start. Like it's not that they were any good. If you look at Pro Football Focus rankings, other than Colton Miller, none of those guys really ranked very high. A lot of them ranked near the end of their positions in the Pro Football Focus. So. I don't know if any of us should be surprised at what happened tonight with the offensive line. He got hit seven times. It was four sacks, meaning Derek Carr. Um, I'm not going to say it was all that. It was a ton of that. There's a lot of problems offensively. Look, when you go through the first quarter and have zero yards and zero first downs, then there's something wrong. And yes, it starts from the offensive line in, but they weren't good for the entire first half. 51 yards. My buddy Adam Hills over here is going to tell you about how incredible that is compared to John Gruden and his past. But I'm telling you, uh, it was it was atrocious, just atrocious in the first half to be down 21-0 and have that kind of offensive output uh, when you're 3-0. So, yeah, I mean, it was the offensive line has to be better. And here's the other thing. They're going to play Kansas City twice. They're going to play the Chargers again. They're going to play the Cowboys. They're going to play teams that really can score. So if you can't keep up, you're going to lose those games. And how do you keep up? You protect your quarterback and allow him to make plays downfield. They couldn't do that tonight. So And they're going to play the Chargers again. So they're going to play all these kind of high-powered offenses that if you don't keep up, then it's going to be 28-14 or, you know, the, the score tonight or, you know, 35-17. I mean, you're just not going to be in games because you're not going to be able to keep up on the scoreboard. The Raiders got out to a slow start, this time a 21-0 deficit before they were able to put up points on the scoreboard, Adam. Again, we talked about that pass rush, and uh, Joey Bosa had some words, too, after the game. Uh, did you want to touch on that and also – Tell us, you know, what did you think about the slow start that the Raiders had? Yeah, I mean, it's been an issue. We know, you know, going back all the way into the middle of last year, today was the 10th straight game that they had failed to score any points on their opening drive. Uh, Went three and out, actually went three and out on their first four drives, which is the first time uh, since 2017 that had happened for the Raiders. 
it's just been it's been a mess early on in games, and it's something that they've been able to overcome. But at you know all week we talked about it. We asked you know players and coaches and everyone, what are you going to do about trying to get off to a better start? And we didn't see it take place. I mean, they talked about wanting to do it. They talked about working on it. They talked about discussing it in meetings, but they didn't do anything about it. And today they weren't able to rally back like they had in the first couple of games. You know, they had fallen back behind 14-0 in two of their first three wins. Uh, didn't score early on in the Pittsburgh game either, even though they took a lead, uh, you know, early in the or late in the first quarter. But it's been an issue. And at, at some point, some team is going to be able to uh, put – so many points on the board against you while you're trying to rev up the offense that you're going to be too far behind. And you saw that today. I mean, they tried to rally. They tried to come back in the second half. They had a much better, uh, much more efficient offense, but it was a little bit too too little too late just because they were so far behind and, and they made one mistake in the second half and kind of killed that rally. So, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. And then as you alluded to, uh, Joey Bosa after the game took, you know, a cheap shot. Uh, at Derek Carr, I thought, which you know, you know where he's, you know where he's getting this from because there was a photo circulating uh, on social media, and I'm sure Joey Bosa saw it in the locker room and then went up to the stage and uh, started talking on the at the podium. And there's a picture where Derek Carr, before he actually got contacted by the defense, was already kind of cradling up. Now you understand why, uh, as a quarterback, you can't take big hits like that. You have to try to protect yourself. Uh, but it was a third down play. It was an important play. And, you know, I think the defense kind of noticed that he wasn't willing to take that hit. And so after the game, Joey Bosa said, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. You saw on Christian Covington's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before he even got back there. Great dude, great player, but having a great year. But we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with the crowded pocket. And that's kind of what you saw throughout the night. There was pressure throughout the night. Carr wasn't able to handle it. And, you know, that's on the offensive line. They let way too many guys uh, get after him. But you've got to do something. You've got to, you've got to be able to uh, withstand that, and they've been able to do it. But we, we've pointed out these issues. Bad starts, bad offensive line. They've been able to, to get through that, but it's not going to work all year. That's not sustainable to not block anybody and to, you know, not score any points in the first quarter. And, and they learned that lesson. I wanted to get into some of the injuries because early on the Raiders lost Trayvon Molined and then Arnett and then they also had um, Peyton Barber and Josh Jacobs exit the game. So, I mean, those injuries start to pile up, especially some of those are very key injuries. But when the secondary was hurting, how much did that affect this team as well? Um I think it affected them. I didn't think Justin Herbert was terrific. I think he was just really efficient. Everyone's going to look and say, oh, he had three three touchdowns. I thought he was good. He could be a lot better, which is a little scary because they won 20 14 he threw three touchdown passes. Um, but, yeah, look, Casey Hayward Jr. is obviously their best corner. Trayvon Mullins their second-best corner. So they lost their second-best corner, and then Damon Arnett, their third-best corner. That's not, that's not good whenever that happens. So, yeah, I'm sure it affected them, but I still think that it goes back to the offense. Um in my grades for the paper, I think I gave the defense a C plus. Um, they couldn't do anything in the first half. I mean, it, it was it was ridiculous how bad the offense was in the first half. You couldn't blame defense at all. They got they got a little gas there at the end of the first half because they were on the field the whole time. Second half, I thought they could have been better. 
Um, I didn't think they were great. Um, Austin Eckler kind of gassed them a few times uh, in the second half that allowed the um, Chargers to continue eating clock. The one thing the Chargers do really well, I think, with Eckler is they might not score in every drive, but they burn a lot of clock because he can just kind of gash for five, six, five, six, five, six, and then you complete a pass. And all of a sudden, no, they didn't score, but they took six minutes off the clock. They did that a few times tonight where I thought, well, that's pretty impressive. I think they're really good, by the way. I think um, John Gruden's right. They are excellent in some ways. Um, and I think Adam will agree, and Adam has said this after the post game. I mean, we, we both think, obviously, and I'm sure you do, the Chiefs are still the best team. But the Chiefs have shown defensively to where I think the team like the Chargers could like be in play here for the division uh, because of how the Chiefs have shown defensively. We saw the Chargers go in and win in Kansas City last week. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, look, it was a bad night for the Raiders. There's no question about that. The Offensively, they have to be much, much better. And I do think now 3-1, and one, look, this offensive line is an issue. These slow starts are an issue. And you haven't played Kansas City yet. You played them twice. You played the Chargers game. You haven't played Dallas yet. You, now they're going to get into some games where, you know, three and one, four and one can be four and four really quick, you know, before you know it, unless they fix this offensive line. And I've got to be honest, you know, I'll ask you guys this. Until guys get healthy, I don't know how you fix the offensive line. Like Alex Leatherwood could be this bad the whole year. He's a rookie who's not playing well. Like, how do you fix this if guys don't get healthy? Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out, visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. I, I don't know if it's possible to be this. He, I mean, I'm saying I don't know if it's possible to be this bad all year. He, he's got to get better. Like he's the worst tackle in the league at this point. You've, he's got to get he's got to improve somewhat. There's nowhere to go but up. So, I mean, you're right. I mean, he's a rookie. And he's 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 been thrown in a kind of a strange position, and there's a reason a lot of scouts projected him as a guard, not a tackle. Uh, he's trying to learn how to play, you know, a, a different side. He's trying to learn how to play at this level. You saw with uh, with Villanueva in week one uh, for for the Ravens, who had been playing left tackle his whole career. They tried to play him at right tackle. He was abysmal. Like it is a tough transition. So I don't want to pile on uh, Alex Leatherwood and just say he sucks. That's the problem. Like he's really really struggling to adapt and he was thrown into this position that may not have been fair for him mm -hmm. but he ha he he has to get better he he will get better but he has to like they they have to improve there and of course you know as you mentioned maybe at some point richie incognito is back that helps uh, with a veteran presence that kind of knows what he's doing colton miller's been great but he's kind of on an island over on the left side right. andre james has really struggled tonight you saw you know john simpson isn't denzel good denzel good going down is brutal john simpson's in there he's struggling you know, James is struggling. Illuminor's in. He's been playing okay. He didn't play particularly well today, and I know he tweeted about that after the game. So um, it's brutal, but you have to get better. Quick on that, finally. 
a huge part of what Adam just said is the absence of Richie Incognito. Yeah. How many snaps has he played in two years? The last two years, um, like twelve snaps. I mean, under like, uh, under yeah. thirty. Yes. Yeah. That's a when you have your best offensive lineman now. I mean, obviously since Hudson and Jackson moved on, and he can't play. That's huge. I'm not saying he'd make all the difference, but Richie Incognito at guard would make a huge difference. And he can't stay healthy. He's never healthy. So until that changes, I just think it's going to be hard for them to get much better. Yeah, that's true. And like you guys are talking about him getting up to the NFL level, something that makes me think every time I see it is the penalties that he causes the teams as well. I mean, it's just like how do they get him just to settle in at that level to not make those simple mistakes? And I know I say they're simple, but at the NFL level, you can't continually have false start called after false start. And then, you know, just keep cruising. He's got to get those under control. And I don't know how they go about it. Um, Adam, I don't know if you have any input on that. I I don't know. Practice. I I don't know what the solution is. You got, you've got to get better. And and listen, they're, they're, as much as you know, you get frustrated. I think because you see, you look on the other side of the field tonight, and you see Rashawn Slater, who was picked just a couple of picks ahead of Alex Leatherwood, and he's playing at an elite level already. So I'm sure there there are some people that say it's not an excuse, and it's not. But th- these are younger players. James has been around, but it's his first time, you know, tr- as the true, you know, number one starter. Um, and got to focus on snapping and blocking. It's not easy. None of this stuff's easy. But, I mean, you're right. Other teams do it. Other teams have to deal with depth issues. And, you know, the, the Raiders try to go younger and cheaper on the offensive line. And it probably would have worked out if not for a bunch of injuries right at the start of the season. But every team deals with that. So you've, you've got to figure it out. you got to get better. But uh, we'll see. I, I You know, Tom Cable is, is a good offensive line coach. I'm sure he's working with them every day. I'm sure they're practicing. You know, last week we talked to, uh, we talked to John Gruden about the snaps and, you know, the inconsistency on, on the, some of the shotgun snaps. By the way, which were much better tonight. Um, but he said, it's not like we're not practicing. We're practicing it every day. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to keep keep chopping away at it. And hopefully, for their sake, they get better. And if they don't, it's not going to be the kind of season they want. Like, that's the bottom line. It has to get better. Well, let's talk about one of the bright spots today. Hunter Renfro uh, had a play where he just leveled somebody on special teams that was amazing and then uh you know he had a decent game still eight targets six receptions 45 yards plus a touchdown that kind of at the time started to lift things up in the third quarter and then waller followed with a touchdown as well um you know and in the midst of all of this what did you think of hunter renfro's performance you know what i'm gonna pause here and tell everyone to pick up a copy of the review journal tomorrow because Adam Hill wrote one of the better stories I've read in a long time in our paper on Hunter Infro and the play he made on special teams, which it was an amazing play, just that he had the awareness. Everyone knows he's a smart player. Everyone knows he's a great player. But then you see it in action like that on that play, and like, wow, that was incredible to recognize what was happening. So I'm going to pass this over to Adam, read his story tomorrow on Hunter Infro because it was really, really good. And I'll just say that that play was pretty incredible. Yeah, Adam, tell us a little more. What did you write about? What did you have to say about Hunter? I'll say the play was better than the story. but. <laughs> I appreciate so it. So self-different. Um, though, listen, Hunter Renfro made a great play on that. You know, everybody saw it. He recognized the fact that there's only 10 guys on the field. The, the the gunner was not covered. And he had to make a decision. Do I stay back here to re- return this? Or do I just go try to make a play here? And he did and broke it up. And it was a kind of an automatic call for the Chargers, knowing that there was nobody on the gunner. Just go ahead and throw it. And they did it. Uh, almost worked out, but didn't quite happen. But I think the other part to point out is that, you know, and Hunter Renfro is a good example of this because sometimes we don't 
you don't know everything that's going on in a game, right? So Hunter Renfro had that great play. He also, of course, had the touchdown, which is an unbelievable route. Two weeks in a row ran the same route, worked both times. It's impossible to fan, not really know. You have no sense of that play because nobody else runs it. He runs It's a, a route that he created, basically. Uh, so all those good things were good. But he did drop a pass on the first possession, of the first possession of the game, the first third down. He dropped it, which you know led to them not getting a first down on the first drive. And that... The third down play that Carr got sacked on that we were just talking about uh, right before the missed field goal by Carlson, which kind of made that a longer field goal, made that a miss when the game was still in the balance. Um, Hunter Renfro said that was on him. He said he ran the wrong route and that Carr was looking for him and he wasn't where he was supposed to be, and that's why Carr got sacked. So he said, hey, I'll, that's on me. And that's something you don't really know unless somebody says it. It's right. something you know, don't know until Tuesday when the All-22 comes out and you can look at it and see the film. But, you know – even Hunter Renfro, who we look at and say, "Wow, what a game he played!" You know, he was a special. You know, he was a special player in a tough spot. You know, the rest of the team didn't play well, but he did. He made he made mistakes too. Like they they all made mistakes. So I think when you say it's a team effort, that's what you're talking about. Like Carr didn't just get sacked because he held the ball too long, and the offensive line failed, but also because the receivers didn't run the right route all the time. So it it is truly a team effort, and I think that sometimes gets lost. All right. So just as we wrap things up. Uh, we're going to look ahead here at week five Raiders on a short week facing the bears at home. Uh, the rest of the AFC has, I'd say some tough matchups as well. The Broncos have the Steelers chargers have the Browns chiefs have the bills. It's going to be an interesting week here in the AFC West with three teams kind of in a tie now for the top position. What do you make of the Raiders on the short weekend? You know what? If you're a playoff team, you win this game. There's too many tough games throughout the course of 17 to where you can't lose home games the teams you're favored against. Or I think Adam had earlier today, they opened at four, four and a half. You have to win the game. You're, you're better than them. These are the times in the past where, you know, they would kind of stumble. You can't stumble. If you're good enough to make the playoffs, then you win this game because you know you have much tougher games ahead. Because if you lose this one, you're going to have to probably win one you're not supposed to, right? You have to pick up a game where, like, oh, you're not supposed to win that. We're well, not supposed to lose this one. So they need to go home on a short week. I don't want to hear anything about a short week, although I'm sure with Coach Gruden we will hear it often. Uh, they need to go home and win on Sunday and beat a Bears team that they're better than and then move on before the bye week at Denver will be a huge game. And these are two games that, you know, looking far ahead, which we probably shouldn't do, but you get out of this uh, this stretch before the bye 5-1, and one, you're, you're sitting pretty. But you start losing to teams like the Bears that you shouldn't lose to, then you're going to be in all sorts of trouble. All right, so the injuries again, cornerbacks, Damon Arnett, Trayvon Mullen, and also Nate Hobbs, who suffered a concussion in the second half. Tight end Derek Carrier had a pictorial injury. Uh, we'll keep you updated with everything that we know. And also Peyton Barber and Josh Jacobs had to take spells out of the game. So we'll keep you up to date with everything that you need to know leading up to this Bears game on Sunday. Raiders hosting the Chicago Bears and those Bears being two and two. And we'll have you covered on VegasNation.com as well as in print, as Ed mentioned. And you can read that one wonderful article by Adam Hill that I'm sure has all the great words that he won't admit to in it. Um, (laughs) Thanks everybody so much for tuning in. That'll do for us. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening and we'll be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.